0: This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here, and really it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, clothing. Real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, and they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand loading supplies, and even muzzle loading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots. Um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need. And of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavor Mall on 3rd and Old in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com.
1: That's how you do it.
0: All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk everybody. I am Tyler Freel. Uh doing a morning episode this time. Came over um to hopefully hear some some stories from my uncle Jerry got a we've been been intending to for quite a while there's a lot of stories i've heard over the years and uh yeah we got got plenty of material to work with i think but uh yeah he, jerry's been a big big influence on my life and taught me a lot taught me a lot and uh and you you probably heard heard me talking about the the loner gear that i've been i was lent you know sheep hunting in their early days and he's the one that got me kicked off on the right right direction doing that so yeah i'm glad to glad to sit down with you
1: yeah good it'll be fun
0: yeah i think so we uh and the other the other influence the content content provider aunt susan sitting over there she uh (laughs) um anyway yeah i mean there's just so many stories that's the biggest thing i just want to kick around ideas and hear 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 about different stories i think probably the the biggest one that we didn't—I don't think we really talked about much—last on the last time with uh, my dad and Tracy was uh, the old the the cheap death trip from when my when my oh, yeah. dad drew that drew that Delta that late Delta tag. I think yeah. it was in two thousand six.
1: Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so my dad drew my dad drew the tag, and you went in there with him and my little brother. Yeah. Who was what I think thirteen or so yeah. at the yeah, time? Yeah, he's probably about thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how did <laughs> tell me about? Give me the rundown. I know I've heard it a million times. But okay. All right. Well, uh, we took a boat up and, and
1: took a four wheeler up there, and we figured we could drive the four wheeler uh, back up the uh, the creek. Uh, and get up to where we were going to hunt by foot. And we figured that would be simple. But once uh, once we got up there, we could only take the four-wheeler so far because it, the glacier was melting. It was late and the water was too high. But we also brought a raft, yeah, a six-man rubber raft. So we parked the four-wheeler there and we got on the raft and, and pushed and pulled us across uh, the river. So we knew we weren't going to get any competition. Yeah. And got to the other side and, and then hiked up um, about a mile and a half or something up up the creek, and then set up camp,
0: yeah, and that's when the fun began, <laughs> yeah well, I remember I think you guys tried to go up one way because the alders are where you guys went, the alders end up getting really bad in there, like to yeah. to get up above up yeah above the brush, yeah,
1: yeah. one direction we were going to go, yeah, it was just the the brush was so thick and heavy, it was just overgrown. And we couldn't get up there, so we turned and went up uh, kind of a north, a a branch went up the north, and that was pretty open, so we hiked up there and uh, got up in there and spent a a day or two up in there, and uh, we never did see any sheep up that direction.
0: Yeah, well, it was, uh, I don't know if it was August or actually in September, I think it was in September that you guys Yeah, it was early early September, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and... And uh, so there was still uh, quite a bit of snow, but it was melting pretty fast. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we we like I said we spent a couple of days up there looking, didn't see one. But uh, finally, uh, uh, one morning I got up early, and the guys, uh, uh they they were kind of tired. So well, and the weather been had been pretty bummed too, hadn't it? Well, it'd been a little, little bum, but uh, not not too bad, you know. But a li- little bit of, of rain and stuff. And uh, but anyway, so I got up early by myself, and I just hiked up the canyon and uh, spotted a big grizzly up there, you know. Yeah. And I shot a lot of game in my life, but I'd never shot a grizzly. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, I thought I'm gonna hunt that, get that doggone thing. So anyway, I hiked up there within a couple hundred yards of that that grizzly by myself and shot him, and and uh, he went down, and and then uh, I pulled him pulled him down where it was where it was level and then uh i thought well i'm gonna need some help getting this thing out of here because he was a big one he wasn't a little yeah. there and uh, in fact i've got him mounted in my living room right now mm-hmm. standing mount yeah. <laughs> but uh anyway so then i hiked back down to get evan and and brett uh, tyler's dad and uh so i hiked back down there to get them and got to help me and then they 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 got up and had some breakfast and, and they hiked up with me and went up there and we skinned him out and carried him back and then, and then the weather started getting really bad and it just started pouring and so by the time we got back to the tent it was just it was a complete downpour and so anyway we uh decided well we'll just hunker down for the night and let this go over well that stupid tent we had uh it was the first time i ever went sheep hunting and didn't bring my own tent yeah because i'd been up hunting and sheep hunting before and had rain so man i mean my tents were secure well this one wasn't very secure this is yeah. my brother's tent. To,
0: to throw the old man under the bus i did warn him n- not to take that tent <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh,
1: so anyway it, it just i mean it was pouring the wind was blowing and and so anyway during the middle of the night the tent started filling up with water uh-huh. and uh so anyway we uh scooted uh you know i told you know, guys let's come on get up on the uphill side you know and this, this bottom's gonna fill with water ain't nothing we can do about it now and, and so we did, and uh, but Evan, you know, he's just a kid. You know, he's like thirteen or fourteen or something. He's just a kid. So anyway, uh, during the midnight, he kind of rolled down in the water. Well, you know, now he's he's soaking wet. Yeah, and just just drowned it. You know, his clothes are wet. His sleeping bags wet, and and uh, so we know we can't spend another night in that place. So anyway, so I get up and fortunately, I had some extra clothes that I always brought with me, and so. Uh, got him some extra clothes and got his rain gear on his rain, rain pants and stuff. And we decided we better get the heck out of there, you know, cause it was getting, then it was, then it was starting to snow. Yeah. So it was getting, not only was there, was everything wet, but it was starting to snow. So I said, you know, we better just get the heck out of here.
0: And didn't you guys, you guys use up? was it that night you guys that used up all your fuel and. heating oh yeah trying to dry out clothes and yeah yeah used up pretty
1: much all of our all of our uh, gas uh, for the stove trying to dry things out and get get it and warm us up a little bit because we were freezing and so anyway we just i said okay let's just leave everything here yeah we'll come back later and get it and uh, so we left uh, the tent the sleeping bags all our camping gear, stoves, the bear, everything, just left them right there. And I said, "We better get the heck out of here while we're still alive." So anyway, we hiked down to the the creek that there actually is a glacial river by yeah. that that we got down to, and uh, got down to it. <clears throat> and then we thought, "Well, okay, we'll just get in the raft and and you know, and then push. And I'll get in the raft. <clears throat> I'll get in front, and Eric or uh, Brett, you and Evan." push as hard as you can because it was pretty swift now and it was quite a bit deeper than it was before yeah and we get to the other side and uh, and uh i'll i'll jump out and uh i had a long rope and i'll jump out and, and get on shore <clears throat> well we got to the other side and i'm sitting in the very front of the boat and then they jumped in the boat too but they'd pushed well we didn't quite hit the other side, yeah. And so I knew that that chute was heading down into a big ice cave, and so I, I knew I had to get out. So I just jumped out in in water that was about knee deep or so, and uh, maybe a little deep in the knee, and uh, grabbed a hold of the raft and anything. Well, then I lost my footing. Yeah, because it's it's raging. Oh, it is raging, and it had a <clears throat> had a rope, and uh, but uh, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't hold the raft, so it started going down. to shoot, with, with with my brother and my nephew in there, and I couldn't let go of the rope, yeah, because they'd be stranded up there. They they wouldn't survive. And uh, so anyway, I hung on the rope, and well, I lost my footing, and then it was dragging me behind the raft. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so I'm headed down to this big ice cave, you know, underneath all the rocks and everything else. And I thought, well, you know, I. I got to stop this raft. So I managed to finally get my feet underneath the raft and my, my heels down and I caught my cop caught, caught myself and stopped it before it went under there. And then, uh, Brett and Evan got out and, uh, and, uh, grabbed the, grabbed grabbed the rope and, uh, pulled it in Well, Now I am drowned, yeah. you know, I mean, ice water, you know, I'm soaked one in and, uh, I, uh, I says well I saved the raft guys <laughs> and I says that was, wasn't was that cool and my brother Brett <laughs> says that is the scariest damn thing I ever seen in my life <laughs> so anyway we got on uh, got on the uh, on the shore there and pulled the raft up and uh, got the, got the four wheeler started and luckily we parked far enough away so they didn't carry it away and then uh had a he had a satellite phone with me, but we were right in the middle of a big, huge, steep valley, and I didn't think we'd get any reception, but luckily there was a a guy that worked for me at the time and uh, uh, named Gary. And uh, so anyway, uh, I called Gary, and he, boy, he answered right away, and I, and I told him, I, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. We need help. And uh, so anyway, he knew where we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and he says... Uh, Okay, he says, I'll come get you. In fact, I think he's the one that hauled us up to the yeah, beginning. I think with. so. And so, and he says, okay, I'm on my way. And I I says, you know, if if you don't get up there, Gary, we're not going to survive. And uh, so anyway, man, he he come blasting up there, an you know, hour and a half or two hours, he was there. Yeah, because you know? I mean, it was
0: still raining and snowing. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and cold, and the winds blowing down that valley, and... And uh, and I think know, the and I think the old man had had to burn up half his Bible to, to oh, yeah, keep his yeah. eyes warm. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Dad was burning his Bible. <laughs> it was putting on a
1: little bit of heat, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was helping. And uh, so anyway, uh, it was still a long ways. I mean, we're like a hundred and eighty miles from town, you know. So I mean, he had to drive for, you know, a long time just to get to where he can dump his boat in. You know? Yeah and get up there but anyway we we got down to the main river on the four-wheeler and and gary showed up and and got us and and i just i said we're just leaving the four-wheeler here too because i'm going to come back when the weather gets nice and uh, so anyway we left the four-wheeler and got in gary's boat and got us down to his truck and turned the heat on (laughs) high oh man Ripped all our wet stuff off and rode back in our underwear in his Whoa. truck, but uh, God us got us back safe to town. And uh, but uh, it was a, it was a frightening thing. It was touch and go. Yeah. A lot of people,
0: a lot of people uh, would have died if they hadn't made the right decision on that trip. That was. Uh, well, I think that I think that was the I think that same year someone else died. Someone died of exposure sheep hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you yeah. Know. I mean, it's not to overplay how dangerous you know say it's more dangerous than it is but a few mistakes or some bad some and some bad luck can really put you yeah that's in right a bad situation or hurt fast
1: yep yeah, yep yeah, yeah. or a bad tent or whatever i don't know whatever happened to that tent i don't know if dad threw <laughs> well, that, the he, thing he must
0: he must ha- well i want to say that he had used it afterwards we bought that tent when i was a kid it was literally like a walmart tent yeah yeah um yeah. yeah, but I yeah I, I've thrown him under the bus enough uh, yeah. plenty of times over the years oh, yeah. about about that one. Yeah. But oh. yeah,
1: the sad part about it's I had a couple of good sheep tents, you know, yeah, that I'd taken sheep hunting that were perfect. But anyway, live and learn. I I, I never let anybody take pick a tent for me after that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that and you know the old your your advice, all's dull. Make sure you know if you're going sheep hunting with someone, especially you know. If you, especially if you don't know them or you haven't hunted with them a bunch, to make make sure and inspect every, each oh, yeah. other's gear and inspect their gear, and
1: uh, yeah, make sure they had the right gear and right rain gear and and everything. And uh, so anyway, then uh, it, I guess it was about a week and a half later or something like that.
0: Uh, it was a, f- a few a few days because I went back in with you. Oh, maybe it was just a few days.
1: But anyway, the river had dropped it quit raining and storming, and then the river gone down a little bit. And uh, we we went back in and got the bear and got the tent, got all our gear and, and got across the uh, uh, the river. Okay, it wasn't that we waded yeah, over. Yeah, we waded with, with hip boots. You know, how much it had dropped. You know, and uh, some of them got all our stuff and got the heck out of there. And uh, yeah, that
0: was that was, was something. That something. was. Something else. I remember, yeah, showing how high the water had been. Oh, yeah. And we went up there and walked back in there. And, yeah, you could. it was apparent the, the amount of distress that yeah. <laughs> the, the situation was in. Well, was Clint Clint was in there, too. And, yeah. yeah it was, it looks like a gypsy camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Clint went in with yeah. us, my son-in-law, yeah. And I found... <laughs> Uh, I think it was like halfway back in there, I found my dad's binoculars sitting on a rock. Oh, yeah. you know, I've still got those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I sent them, I sent them back into loophole. I mean, he'd had those since I was a kid, and yeah, and you know they couldn't really do nothing to fix them anymore. Yeah. So they like sent a new pair with them and sent them back, and yeah. I got yeah. those sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I had uh, w- one thing I had done. I
1: think that no, that was a different trip. No, that was some another story about gear, but well, that's. That was, that was I went sheep hunting one time, and I went uh, down to. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I had some rain pants, but they had a big rip in them, so I went and got some new rain pants. And and I went down to a local sporting goods store here in town, and I said I need some good rain pants. And and so a guy pulls out a pair, and he says, "These are the latest things. Uh, these are breathable rain gear." <laughs> and uh, so anyway. Uh, He gave me these rain pants, and uh, and I took them up there, and I got up sheep hunting, and it started raining where I was at, and the wind was blowing, and the rain was going right through those rain pants, and and right down my legs, and filling up my boots. It was like I didn't even have any on, and uh, (laughs) so after that, I no new modern breathable crap. Uh, you know, I went back to the store. You know, and, and I brought those rain pants back when I yeah. got back in town. I got a nice sheep and everything. I was, I was fine. I made it okay. But uh, I got, and I went and took some rain pants and, and I says, you know, I bought these things from these damn breathing I I damn near died up in the sheep mountains, and, and I says. What the hell are you selling garbage like this for? A guy didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> he, he,
0: didn't, he just he didn't really say anything. He didn't know what to say. Well, and for the record, that's not rehearsed. And I had gotten yeah. that lecture from you yeah. years ago, which is why I always, yeah. you know, and then I, I, oh, maybe it's changed. And yeah. it hasn't. Yeah. And I paid yeah. the price. Same, same story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, after that, I, I, I get regular
1: heavy-duty rain gear. And uh, I've, to, to this day, that's what, for rain gear, that's what I've got. Yeah. You know, there, there ain't no way any water's getting through the road. It's heavier rain
0: gear and stuff and doesn't pack as tight, but at least it'll keep you alive. Yeah. Well, is that the trip that you, you know, you had to, it was, I remember you telling me about one where we had water running through the tent. And you had to march out, like, it was, like, 14 miles, uh, you know, up and down, like, across three, yeah. or, across three or four big canyons, and, you yeah. know, it took you, like, 14 hours or something. Yes, yeah, that was back in the White Mountains, eat, yeah. Eating butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything I could for energy to keep me
1: going, yeah, just whatever whatever I had, I was eating it just so I'd... I get a little tired. I would just eat whatever I had to give me the energy to keep going. Occasionally, I'd find a couple of berries, you know, and I'd grab them too. But yeah, that was that one sheep there in the middle in the white mouse. Oh, gotcha.
0: Yeah, that's not very. Uh, it's not a very fun situation when you can't you can't stop. You know, yeah. if you stop, you get cold and you. you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had to keep moving just to keep keep the heat up. And like I said, and, and like I said, spoon feed myself whatever I had to keep the energy going. You know, so. I always, said, and that was another trip, too, that I learned to always bring lots of snacks. Yeah. You know, if you don't eat them, that's okay, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you can always, you can always get rid, you can always dump food if you have to yeah. or eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Or just force it all down, eat it.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was an exciting time. But,
0: uh, yeah. Well, and you shot that grizzly. That was with your, your BAR, wasn't it? That Browning? <coughs> yeah. Browning 7mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, a wonderful gun. And didn't when, when did you get that one? Because didn't you said grandpa had one in seven two? <clears throat> yeah, and someone put a thirty out six shell in it or something and blew it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grand, my dad had one, and yeah, and somebody uh, stuck a thirty out six shell in it and pulled the trigger and and blew it up. And, yeah. Uh, Yes, I got his other gun. He had a three hundred magnum, three hundred H H&H magnum. I've still got that to this day. Yeah, and that was uh, always my gun of choice up until I got that Browning. Yeah, but that Browning, you know, seven mm is such a flat shooting gun. I've shot critters that were so far away. Uh, I went down into Alberta, Canada, one time with some other contractors and went deer hunting, and. Uh, I shot a deer a white-tailed deer that was so far away I thought there's no way in hell I'm gonna hit this thing so I just aimed about 10 or 12 foot over the top of his back and I was shooting uphill and yeah just squeezed around off and down he went you know I couldn't believe it you know man how the heck can how the heck can that happen
0: jeez yeah that uh well and they were weren't <clears throat> they giving you a hard time about that because they wanted you to take a 300 mag
1: at yeah. least oh yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah they were yeah he's taking
1: this little thing you know yeah so anyway yeah and i killed two two years i went down there hunting and i killed a couple of really nice white tail. in fact one of them wouldn't make the record book if i had entered him yeah
0: yeah he was that was like a 200 inch deer i think wasn't it or 212 or something like yeah, that You yeah. had it scored. yeah
1: he was o- over the minimum to get
0: in the record book yeah
1: yeah but uh yeah he was a great one yeah, the,
0: that was a big deer. Yeah, I kind of oh. I, I kind of understand now after I got, got to go down there and, and yeah. do a little whitetail hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would like to go back. It was fun. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
1: What fun. The, the guide that I went with was a little bit of a wild
0: man, but uh, <laughs> he was a good guide. Yeah.
1: He put me on some big deer, so.
0: Yeah. Well, and that second, the second one was, because the first one you got some big deer, too, but that second one that was mm-hmm. like over 200 inches, that yeah. thing— didn't you, you? Yeah, were they like sitting on a power line or yeah. a, a, a power line cut or something? And he, yeah, and you just kind of because you shot him pretty quick, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, well, I, I I shot at one beforehand, and uh, he was a pretty nice deer too, and he was kind of off to my left, up up quite a ways. So I shot at him, and I kept waiting for him to fall, and he didn't fall. And then pretty soon he walked off into the into the the willows and stuff on the side, and I couldn't get another shot and so I went back to, the guy come and picked us, he dropped us off and put us on a stand and he come back and, and got me and uh, he says uh, he says, well, you didn't get one on huh? and it's no. Nah. i says i shot at one and uh he and he he says you did? and, he, and i says yeah i says but uh I couldn't believe he didn't fall down. And so anyway, he says, uh, how many times you shoot? I says, well, just once. And he says, let me see your gun. And he says, isn't this a semi-automatic? <laughs> <laughs> His name was Randy. And I says, yes, Randy. And he only shot once. Yeah. <laughs> I says, message received. So the next the next day, we were out on a blind, and that big one walked up. And uh, so anyway, I walked up and I shot him. And I hit him the first shot, hit him solid right in the ribs, and then knocked him down. He jumped up and I shot him again. And then he was laying there and I shot him again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I says, "Message received, Randy. How many times did you shoot?" I said, I shot him three times, you know. And uh, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, he, he laughed. Everybody, everybody, there was four other guys hunting with us. They all laughed too. That was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, that, um, I was going to say, you mentioned that 300 H&H, wasn't that the one you used that to, on that, that, uh, your 40-inch RAM? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what, because that was, uh, who all you you went with Tracy and, uh, and, uh, was it Uncle Johnny? Yeah, it was Uncle
1: John, yeah. Yeah, And, yeah, Uncle John was in his 60s, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh. Or late fifties, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that hunt.
1: Yeah. Boy, that one was a long time ago. I, <laughs> I don't know if I can remember everything, frankly, on that one. But uh, yeah. So we drove up up the Hall Road, what they call the Hall Road, uh, quite a ways, and then a, a, a guide came and picked us up, or an air transport picked us up. It wasn't really a guide, and, and flew us into this. And luckily. Or nice thing about there is there was a cabin on the lake. So anyway, uh, he dumped us off on the lake, and, and we stayed in the cabin, slept in the cabin at night. So that made it pretty nice. And then uh, in the morning, we would get up and go on up these valleys, and and one up this valley, and uh, that's when I saw that great big one, and,
0: and shot him. Because would not there? would not there like it was a big, huge like. 20 or 30 or some rams and didn't you get johnny he had some scope i remember you were telling me it would it would actually change like the impact as you oh. adjusted the power and yeah because didn't he miss a, a huge one like the biggest one in the whole bunch and then that one yeah popped up yeah no, sooner shot or something one, like yeah. that yeah. yeah that's
1: yeah that's right johnny yeah, he, he a stupid scope he had some new Thing that you could adjust the range range on every by time you figured out what he was, so he had a range finder that he shot him with, and yeah, and he adjusted his scope and didn't hit him and uh but yeah, so then that big one come walking out, and I shot him, and down he went, so that that was pretty good, but uh weather weather wasn't was pretty decent back then too, for being in the brooks. Yeah, some I think I remember
0: room. seeing some pictures, and you know, this is like September, early September. You yeah, because yeah. Tracy got that broom sheep that yeah. I think he's got that mounts down in Colorado or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, but that was all from that trip. Yeah, that was
1: late August or or early September. Yeah, might have been the first. I think it was the first week in September.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what the heck? There was. Uh, I got caribou hunt on the brain too because we. I'd shot one with my bow and then my wife and I went caribou hunting this last weekend. um, that was, uh, what, uh, I'm trying to think of which story it was different ones. I remember you telling me one about having an entire herd of caribou run across in front of you and not shoot a single one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't remember the, the circumstances, but just seeing like, Oh, we're waiting for a bigger bull. Uh, hmm.
1: I can't really remember that oh
0: name. yeah no big deal I don't know if that I don't know I don't think that was the one because that you got that big one out in the garage you've had for years mm, too yeah. I think that was a different that was a different hunt a yeah. different hunt that one was a winter hunt there yeah
1: up on Snow Machine up the Chena Hot Springs Road oh gotcha yeah late late season hunt but uh yeah I, I can't
0: remember the other one yeah, it was funny. I just remember you telling me because, and it's it's easy easy to do too. You see mm. a big herd of bulls coming. Yeah. Let's see, all right, there's a good one. We'll oh, we'll wait for that one, and then you see a bigger oh. one. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: we were hunting down off the Savage uh, in the Stampede Trail. Okay, down just uh, just 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 north of the Alaska Range, and actually it's almost borders the park that Yeah. We were down there moose hunting, and we went down there me and a couple of my buddies and. Uh, there were three of us, and um, so we're, we're down there hunting for moose, and, and primarily while we were hunting down there, and uh, <coughs> uh, this one area at, near the end of the road, as far as you could go, was above Timberline, mm-hmm. and so we'd hunt it down below that, and uh, in the areas where over the years we'd, we'd seen and killed a lot of bulls and didn't see anything, so I thought, well, let's get up here on this, and we can up here we can look down these canyons and stuff, and and maybe we'll catch a bull down in there or something or a cow or something that uh, uh, will bring a bull in. So anyway, we, we went ahead and went up, up there and got up there in the four-wheel drive. Had to cross a couple of rivers to get there, but that's no big deal back then. So anyway, so we got up there, and, and we stopped, and, and uh, we're, we're glassing and looking around. And, and all of a sudden down there, I looked down there, and I see some caribou, and, and they're headed our direction. So I told my buddies, "Hey, get out here! Come here! Let's get down! Let's get ready! Here comes some caribou, you know." And unbeknownst to us, a herd had had came out of the park. Yeah, uh, you know, and there was hundreds of them. I don't know how many, but uh, came out of the park and down there because they usually weren't there. And uh, so anyway, uh, we got down, and got ready, and and so I'd start. Uh, some come up, and there was a pretty nice bull, so I put the crossers on him and I. St- start aiming at him, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I seen a bigger one, yeah. and uh, that's the way it was, and I go to aim at him, I said, oh, I'll shoot that one, and then I see a bigger one, <laughs> and so aim, and aim, and aim, and aim, and and, and finally, you know, uh, towards the end, you know, the, the the big bulls looked like they'd stop, well, weren't coming anymore, they had kind of been towards the end of the herd traveling yeah. our way, so finally, anyway, we started shooting, shot one, and, and Shot another one and I shot another one of my buddies there, you know, they're they're shooting bang, 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 you know. And uh so anyway, uh Farney <coughs> uh, we were done. You were back then you were allowed three caribou. Yeah. You know, so uh, we had nine caribou dead, <laughs> but luckily we could. We got the four wheel drive on chains up there above Timberline. Luckily, we could as we gutted them and everything. We could drive the four wheel drive up to them. Well, I kind of forgot too because before that, uh, a day or two before that, we had shot a, a, a nice bull mm-hmm. moose. So we hung him up. We had a camp down below that uh, along the Savage River, and, and we hung him up in a tree there. So anyway. We loaded up all the caribou and came back and loaded up the moose, so, oh my goodness, you know you you know talk about a load of meat, yeah, and uh, so anyway we we came on out, got just about just about out uh, on the to the main highway, and, and a fishing game guy stopped us, you know, yeah, because he seemed, you know, man, look at all the animals they got, so he got up in the back of the trucks, actually was counting <laughs> make sure we hadn't broken any laws, and we hadn't you yeah. know. Which is a wonder, because we were just young guys, you know, I was a teenager then, you know, I wasn't even a real adult then, like I was 18 or 19 or yeah. something. And, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, we headed on to town, got back to town, and, uh, you know, it was early, fairly early in the season, so I had a meat house uh, set up behind the house, and I had a meat saw in there, and, uh. Or we cut up meat day after day after day <laughs> and had a couple of neighbors that would always come over when my dad, uh, was cutting up meat and they'd help and then he'd he'd share the meat so that's what I did you know yeah at well, two, that, or, two or three neighbors you know and it, you know I'd, I'd give them as much as they wanted you know
0: so yeah He's, that's the same yeah it's a that's a the meat, same meat saw I've got now yeah yeah same one still it's good. still cranking yeah good. actually saw. you've got to use it today a guy um his son had that uh that delta bison tag and he just got a big bull the other day oh, he had asked it? me he said, oh, if we <laughs> get, we get one can I bring the yeah. backbone over to oh he's got cut a buff, a, he got a buffalo huh wow. yep so he's gonna bring that bring the back backbone over to cut that up into steaks yeah. this afternoon or Very even good at, all right I think I might need to uh take that pop that maybe you know this winter or something I pop the motor off and take it down to aero services and have see if it can be like resurfaced serviced or if it can rebuilt or if I need to just get a new motor cuz it's yeah. start it's starting to get a little sluggish yeah yeah you oh, know geez, think, a big yeah. old moose moose quarter it'll start bogging down a little bit yeah. you got to go slow yeah. um, it still works but yeah <laughs> well we were
1: cutting up the moose meat and caribou and everything back in the 60s yeah with that, well, that same <laughs> that same saw same motor yep yeah 60s and 70s the only thing we ever replaced really was the blades
0: yeah no and the yeah the blade is you you still had a, an extra blade for it yeah and so yeah. i've still got a brand new blade and i'm yeah. sure you know it's kind of a generic yeah you know within a certain size that saw is just so easy to you know adjust you can you know put a blade on there easy for belts a new you know i think when when you gave it to me i my father-in-law helped me wire a new switch on there and yep. then we I went down to the auto parts store. I I measured the belt and went down to the auto parts store and got a new belt for it. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's super yeah, super yep. easy. It's it's meat cutting days aren't over for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a great great saw.
1: <clears throat> so, anyway, that was kind of the highlights of that.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um Susan gave me a note. Was it I don't know if it's the mule deer hunt? A hunt in Colorado with Tracy that you, that grandma <clears throat> asked Tracy if she was oh. trying to kill you or something. Was that that, that Gibson Peak? Uh, yeah, that's something? that deer hanging in the stairwell going yeah. up
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, uh, I wanted to get a mule deer. And, uh, so anyway, uh, so Tracy's down there and one of his buddies, he lived up in a little town called Creston, which is right on the edge of the Rockies.
0: And this is probably in the 80s, huh? Uh, uh late 70s. Late 70s? Yeah. And, uh, so anyway,
1: uh, I think, but, uh, might've been early. I 80s. just
0: remember that Tracy's deer had always been in grandma's house since I could yeah, ever, re- ever remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This probably was in the eighties. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, so anyway, Chase says, well, I got a spot here, you know, and I can't remember his buddy's name that lived up there in Crestone, but he says, uh, he knows where they're at. And, uh, you know, he, he said, come on down, we'll go up there and get them. So, so anyway, uh. The valley where my brother lived at the time it was 7,200 feet above sea level. Yeah. Uh, this Crestone, where this buddy has lived, was 9,000 feet. And up this, this canyon that we went to, this Gibson Peak... Uh, at the top of Gibson Peak, it was twelve thousand feet above sea level,
0: and Fairbanks is about eight hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't quite used to the altitude. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway, we we headed up up there and, and uh, hiked up there slowly, and uh, you know, fortunately for me, um, my family, both sides of my family, in in uh, were uh, born and raised up in that high country. So I had big lungs. I've always had big lungs. I had x-rays on my lungs, you know, and the doctors say, man, you got huge lungs. But I think everybody in my family had big lungs. We were just, you know, born with them. Mm -hmm. So that helped me quite a bit. And uh, so many, but we'd get up there and, you know, I'd walk about 20 or 30 feet and then I'd have to rest a little bit and I'd walk 20 or 30 feet and then I'd have to rest and catch my breath a little bit. And, uh, you know, it wasn't muscle-wise, it wasn't bad, but it was just no oxygen. So anyway, finally, we get up to where he thought they were, and uh, uh, they, they weren't there, where they'd been, because he'd checked them out the week before. And uh, so anyway, <clears throat> we were up the canyon to, to the uh, kind of off to the right of, the, of, of Gibson Peak. And finally, says, well, you know, there's one last place to look. Let's go right up to the top of Gibson. And that's, that's got to be where they're at, because they were here so we got up there and got up to the top of uh of uh gibson peak and sure enough there were some big big rams up there big ones
0: there was mule deer would not there? there yeah that's what i meant yeah oh, mule gotcha. deer. yeah big mule deer and uh
1: so anyway uh tracy says okay well pick the one you want there's a big one right there so anyway so i aimed at this one big one and, and uh you know, aimed at him, and then I, I seen another one off to the off to the right of him, and so I aimed for a while, and I thought ah, I think I'll shoot that other one. It's it looks bigger, yeah. And uh, so anyway, I went ahead and and put the crosshairs on him and shot and knocked him down. Down he went, you know. And then my little brother shot the other one after I shot that one, and then so anyway, so anyway, after we had them both down, then we went ahead and hiked up there. And we got up to his his ram, and oh my God, his ram was huge. You know, it's the biggest mule deer I ever seen in my life. He was just huge, and so, uh, oh man, I was pretty excited then. You know, because I see, you know, we were a couple hundred yards away when we shot him, and uh, so then I thought, if his ram is it, or his sheep is, or she, his deer is this big, then I must have a new world record. Yeah, you know, so I couldn't wait to wait to get up and to mine. And I got up to mine and I looked, and it was about half as big as his. Oh, man. And the first thing I thought is, geez, I went and shot a fawn. <laughs> I was so disgusted with myself because I had the opportunity to shoot that great big one. And I, I got greedy and I thought, oh, this other one's bigger. You know, if I'd have just shot the dang thing.
0: Yeah. But, well, and that
1: deer, and the deer you got's no little deer either. You know, he's a nice mule deer, but boy, he the other one's twice as big. In any way, so. Anyway, after we did that and there was just no way in heck we could pack those deer out of there. You know, it was, it was hard just to walk. So anyway, we went on down and my brother had some horses, you yeah. know, mule and uh, so anyway, we just went down there and, and and that next that next morning and got the horses and, and got that mule and went ahead and, and took them up in the hills and the horses we rode most of the way up pretty much all yeah. the way to uh till we had to climb up on the mountain and they handled it fine then we loaded up all the meat on the horses he had pack saddles <clears throat> which i've still got <laughs> yeah. and and brought them all down and got out of there but <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> and then in the meantime like i said my mother uh when when we uh went up there and uh, hunting and she didn't know exactly where, and then come back and that next day told her where we shot him, how far up it was. And she says, what the heck are you trying to do, kill him? <laughs> that was my little brother. I know yeah. if he was trying to kill me. What are you doing taking him up the top of 12,000-foot Gibson Peak? And uh – <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> it'd be fun to go back down there and just climb up there just to see it. But I don't know if my sixty-nine-year-old body could t- could take it now. Oh, but then.
0: it'd be tough. I mean, I I remember you know after getting used to living here because I grew up mm. down there and you're yeah. used to it. And then yeah, even back in the days when I was in really good shape, you know, I'd go back go back there and try jogging or something. And yeah, it oh yeah, just wasn't I I you know around here I'd be used to my legs getting tired before yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, you know it's just like there's no air. Yeah. You know you're yeah. just sucking wind and can't can't get yeah. any. The air is thinner. I mean it. That's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, to do it, it's that's
1: yeah, amazing. It's like my one of my sisters there. Uh, she's got uh, lung issues. You know, so she has to be on oxygen the whole time she's down there. But she came up to visit me up here, and once she got a pair, she didn't need her oxygen anymore.
0: Yeah. Plenty air here in Fairbanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was that was one. Um, what the heck? Yeah. Sorry, I got you sidetracked. We're all talking about sheep, sheep hunting. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> sheep and deer and, um, yeah. someday I'd someday I'd like to go milder deer hunting down there. I mean, we did a little yeah. bit of it. As a kid, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I never had be too fun, much huh? luck. You know, I'm going elk hunting this, later this week, I'm going elk hunting in northern New Mexico, pretty close yeah. to where, yeah. pretty close to where we live yeah. down there. And that'll be, it'll be interesting. I've never actually even killed a big game animal yeah. in the lower 48 yet.
1: It'd be nice if we get Tracy to go with us down there
0: and go. Yeah,
1: you know, three of us go down there and go meal deer hunting. That'd that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, because you know he's still. I think his buddy still lives there. Was was that that Sean? Sean Yeah, his buddy. Sean Sean Homer. Yeah. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, was his name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Susan to help pack it, help us pack it out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the look. <laughs> yeah, I don't know though. She saw the pictures for she, you know, she saw the pictures for Moose Camp, so she might be able to yeah. be convinced. But. Yeah. Moose Camp is a lot. Of <laughs> Moose, yeah, camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Speaking of them, them camps, there was uh, oh, what. How many times you figure you've been stranded on on rivers <laughs> a lot. That was all that's all those stories are always pretty yeah. were always pretty pretty exciting when heard from Susan's perspective yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well once or twice on a, on a, on that the river that uh, where my cabin is and uh, had a neighbor come rescue me once and the uh, other time yeah. we had I finally went and bought a bought a, a, a winch. And uh, had a couple hundred foot of rope, and uh, get up there and get stranded on a gravel bar because river dropped so f- fast from the time we dumped there until we get up to our cabin, and had to winch out, you know, a couple of times, and yeah. you might even had to come up and rescue us once.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I did. I know you came and res You come and rescued me. Yeah. Well, the, the time I can think, the last time I can remember, I took my wife and I went up there and i'd come around the corner you know same thing to you know water levels will change and it's kind of a tricky river anyway but uh gravel bar appeared where there hadn't been one the last time i went up there and yeah and uh it wasn't a big deal my boat's so little i got it pushed off but i got a piece of gravel stuck in my reverse gate yeah. on that outboard and as I, I tried to for you know force it as i'm you know motoring in the current um and I slipped the the gears as my with my old motor. I slipped the gears inside my control box, so I didn't have any, you know, throttle. I had to take the whole thing apart. And when I took it apart, I broke my ignition switch, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to hot wire it at the time. So I, I remember had to order a 50, you know, had to. Get, Call the boat shop and pay for a $15 part and have you come get it and drive all the way out there and run it all the way up yeah, there for, yeah. a, for a five minute fix. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's well, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get mechanical issues or bad gas. Yeah. There, was that over, oh, yeah. was that an overnight you guys had to do with, with the bat when the, you guys had bad gas one time when you were drop, dropping Bill Platts off? What was oh, it? Oh, down the, down the, down the town, no Yeah, yeah, we
1: had, yeah, we had, uh, yeah i had some gas I'd had in there from the year before and and uh I should have changed it out, but i didn't and so we headed down there and and got down there not quite to where we were headed. We were going up duck hunting and uh, and uh all of a sudden the motor just sputtered and and, and quit you know and duck yeah. on you know and i had some uh five gallon cans of gas you know and that, that was fresh gas that I brought with me. I just heard we'd run out th- what we gas was in there, and then mm-hmm. i put the other stuff in. Well, she just sputtered, and she quit. So I managed to get over on a gravel bar. It was kind of almost in the middle of the town and all. Then we were quite a ways from where we were supposed to be. And uh, finally, some uh, local natives from uh, the Unanna came down came by. So I kind of waved them over. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I says, hey, you know, I said, I think i got some bad gas. You know, Anyway, you guys could give us a hand. I got some friends that are down, down here a ways, you know. And the guy says, oh, no, you're, you're okay. You know, he says, uh, just float on down. There, there's there's some people down down below you. Just just float on down. Here won't take you very long. You'll get down there where you can get some help. And I knew he was lying to me because I'd been down there. miles yeah. There was nothing down there. And so, <clears throat> anyway, finally I ended up... Uh, I said, well, you know, this gas ain't working. So I had a siphon hose, so I, I pumped it all out, and then and then dumped the fresh gas in there, and didn't have enough to to get very far. But but, uh, was hoping I had enough to get down to my friend's camp down there, and uh, Billy Platt. So anyway, dumped it in there and got the got the motor started, and then we headed down there and got up there, and then Billy had a lot of gas, so he gave us he gave us some nice. gas and took care of us and made sure we had plenty to get back and stuff. Yeah. So, so anyway then uh it, probably the most interesting t- thing was uh years ago I was uh hunting with these uh, fishing with these buddies mine and we wanted to go fish off Birch Creek which is off the Yukon River mm-hmm. and uh you had to drive up to Circle which is 120 miles or something from Fairbanks and then dump in the dump in the river and then drive down the river a couple hours down the river to the mouth of Birch Creek, right where Birch Creek hit hit the Yukon. And the idea in that was that that's where the big pike would be. Yeah. And because it's a big, slow-moving river, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of grayling and stuff upstream and smaller fish, and there's pike too, but no real great big ones. But I figured, you know, the mouth of a lot of those rivers that run into a big river like the Yukon or stuff are loaded with with uh, big fish. So, so anyway, we, we drove down there and, and got down there and uh, got, got to, the, uh, to the river, and we started fishing. And the first thing, I f- f- pulled in there and uh, tied up. And then uh, I, I went ahead and got my, I had my lure on, everything I cast out, and I started reeling, and all of a sudden it just stopped. And and I oh I was so disgusted oh dang I got a snag, you know yeah. first cast you know I didn't even get a chance to really fish, and a boy then all of a sudden that that fish I had in there just took off, just stripping line off and I went, oh my god my snag's moving, <laughs> <laughs> so first cast got a sixteen pound pike nice yeah, yeah and yeah it was a, it was a dandy. And uh, so anyway, uh, we had fun. We, we fished down there. for. We spent the night there and fished there for a day and a half or so. Caught a bunch of nice pike and everything. So we figured, well, it's time to head back. So we started heading up the river, and then I hit a log, and it busted my lower end. Oh,
0: man. And
1: uh, so, jeez, we had to pipe. Pike poles and we had to push ourselves over to the bank and, and grab a hold of the bank in time I said I didn't know what the heck we were going to do then you know what I mean we're, we're in the middle of nowhere with a broken motor and uh, <clears throat> so uh, I did have that satellite phone that saved my butt more than once yeah and so anyway <clears throat> uh, buddy of mine that was with me uh, uh, he, he had a good friend that, that had an airplane mm-hmm. on floats. And uh, so, anyway, uh, we got a hold of, uh, of the boat dealer, Compost, and uh, told him what had happened, what was broken, and told him, we, we need the replacement parts to fix this. And, you know, give us some instruction with it, too. So, he said, okay. And, and, and so, anyway, then uh, my buddy called his, his friend that had the, the float plane, and he went over to Compost, picked up the parts for the motor, and flew up there, you know, which yeah. was an hour and a half flight or something for him, and landed on the river and puttered over to us and give us the parts for the for the motor. And then we put it back together and had the instructions and everything how to do it and put it back together. And, and uh, the guy with the float plane, he said, okay, you guys go ahead and head upstream and I'll wait till I see you're doing good and then I'm going to take off. And so, when we said, okay, so we did. We headed up there and got up there a little ways and then he took off and flew on past us and wiggled his wings so that he knew that we knew we were going to make it and uh, then off he went and then we headed back to Fairbanks. So Man, that yeah. was the biggest strandle.
0: Yeah we've yeah we had a similar situation a couple couple of years ago had to have a, had to have the part well you I think were the one that had to go pick up the part for us and drop it off to the pilot to bring out yeah bring out there yeah it's it's yeah it's kind of a Interesting feeling when you're sitting way out there, and like there, you know, there's nothing, yeah, you nothing you can do. You know, fortunately, we have some the ability to communicate a little bit when we need to,
1: yeah, yeah. There's that Yukon's got some fun rivers coming off of it. There's one I want up there, and and I always wanted to go back there and go sheep hunting, you know, because yeah, it runs right into the the, the canyon where the sheep are at, yeah. Uh, The river runs right into the town, not too far from the from the. From the the mouth, but uh, I've driven a little ways up there, but it got a little little rough and yeah. a lot of big boulders, so I kind of checked it out. I didn't want to break a motor again, or, yeah. and stop. But uh,
0: yeah. well, I think Tracy told me he busted up a busted up a jet foot one time and had to wire, you know, had some some baling wire or some trapper wire and i'd wire it back together just enough to where it could get enough suction to yeah to get, to get going again to yeah. get going and make yeah. it home
1: yeah you can get in all kinds of trouble if you don't know what you're doing up here
0: and even if you do sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i've thought about buying one of those uh those they make those UHMW plastic um foot jet foots for oh yeah, for a lot of boats, in which they, you know, they won't shatter like like yeah, a, a cat, the bit. cast aluminum ones. Yeah. will yeah. sometimes. Or you get like me,
1: you get so you don't have a, get a boat that doesn't have a boot sticking. Yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. I don't know. I go back and forth. It's those doesn't. I mean, yeah, like that boat you got is nice, and they're powerful. I don't know. I go back and forth. Each one, you know, a big inboard or a or an outboard. You know, yeah. they, they yeah. both have their both have their advantages for sure oh yeah definitely but yeah like you know when we hauled, hauled the four-wheeler yeah the four-wheeler out moot to moose camp this year you know it's pretty impressive that yeah. that thing that's got a two 200 horse inboard yeah with uh you know four adults in a in a 850 four-wheeler yeah just blast yeah, didn't blast right up on step but she got she got going i couldn't keep up with my boat
1: yeah yeah it took, <laughs> took us a while to get it up on step yeah it eventually got it up but on step but it took a you know i don't know how far we drove before we got up on step but uh, yep and once you get up oh you don't want to slow down
0: <laughs> yeah no that's the truth yeah you start lo- yeah you lose your control and your
1: yeah Fortunately, down where we started off, it was a lot of deep water. So if we got come off step, we still had plenty of water. But up that, up that, you know, it gets so dang shallow, you don't want to lose step because you may not have deep enough water to get her out, going again. But uh, anyway, mission successful.
0: Yep. No, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah as, I, as I always, uh, it's you before that one didn't you have you had uh was you a carolina skiff you because didn't you run those for a long time yeah, those fiberglasses yeah. <clears> still yeah. see a few of those around
1: yeah yeah i run at carolina skiff for quite a quite a few years now that, that was kind of nice nice little light boat if you got that thing stuck you could pull it off or push it off yeah it's great for running around here in the interior you know on some of these rivers like the the china or the chattanooga or something yeah but uh going down someplace i have run it down a The town on stuff and down into the flats, but uh.
0: yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, thinking of boat stories now. I don't know if we, if I, I probably have mentioned it on the podcast before. Telling me to tie my boat off really well. I don't know if we had talked about that last time. After eat. You told me you had to dive in, swim, go swimming after your boat a couple times, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, I tied it off, and it, it came untied, yeah, now I can't remember which rivers which rivers that was on, but I remember that one time, yeah, it might have been down the flats, and uh down mental flats, but uh, yeah, it came undone, so that's why I've always got i tie it off, and then I've got another rope that's got a big heavy weight yeah on it, an anchor and i throw that out too
0: yeah i've been yeah i've been doing that too i and you yeah you would as i was just getting started driving boats and stuff that was one of the one of the key le- mm-hmm. yep. key lessons and then i'd it was one because it was before i got my own boat and i i was driving the old man's boat took it out for the old, you know first maiden voyage of the spring and with a couple buddies i think we were just on the China, running around we decided to pull over and look at something and it was a cut bank and i kind of you know nose it up in the current nose it up to the bank and my buddy gets out and you know we we all he's got the rope so i shut it off and he gets out and i'm like no you know he's tying it some dead branch or something i said no we got to tie this thing off good and i'm telling him like the story in the back like, oh why because uh my uncle jerry said this that and i'm then I'm pulling on the rope to take the slack up out of the rope and I, the boat's going farther away from the shore <laughs> <laughs> and I see the end of the, the it had like a cheap, we had just a cheap clip to clip the bow line onto the bow. Yep. And when I nose up into the bank, it pushed that, it somehow like pushed that thing and popped it off of there. And so yeah. I'm, I see the end of the rope coming towards me and I, had to ju- I jumped off the cut bank and luckily, you know, it was close enough where as I jumped, I was able to grab on the bow and my yeah. lower half went in the water and pull myself back up yeah <laughs> so i didn't actually have to swim but yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. i don't know anytime i get to feeling too good about my myself or my abilities i get a big dose of yeah dose of humble pie well like when my wife and i were caribou hunting we uh before you see on the facebook and internet stuff you know everybody it it's always a pet peeves, you know, after every weekend someone, oh, I lost this and I lost that. Did anybody find this? And I've all, you know, I was like, man, you know, keep track of your shit, people, you know, and then, yeah. you know, sure, sure enough, you know, we go up there and Faith had my beaver mittens that she had made for me years ago and had stuffed them up under, uh, on the, on, under the windshield of the snow machine. We got a ways back in there, and she's like, oh, I think I lost your mittens. And you know, what can you do at that point? And, yeah. but <laughs> and uh, oh, a, a guy who actually listens to the podcast, Tyrell, he he I was talking to him afterwards, he ended up going in the same place. Oh, that's cool. And, and then I see him post something, I found these mittens, and I'm like, yep, there's my my dose of humble pie. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, that was. <laughs> That was pretty funny, um, but yeah. Well, we're about coming up on about an hour, so um, we'll probably we'll probably hold off till next time. But yeah, appreciate okay. appreciate you yeah. telling yeah. some stories. It's always good to always good to hear, them, even though I've heard them yeah. a bunch of times. It's yeah, I like hearing them. I'll I'll think <laughs> of some more after you leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too, for sure. We got yeah. we got plenty. Got decades worth of yeah. worth of them. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, running. horses and oh yeah you know that's you got plenty of horse stories too yeah yeah Valdez fishing trips and oh yeah
1: getting crab pots and
0: yeah yeah heck yeah all right well thanks everyone for listening and uh, if you You enjoy Tundra Talk I appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on thank Thank you. you all right